LinkedIn presents. The work back is just bringing those conversations that we have internally at Asana that informs our product and making them visible to the outside world. For example, we just published a memo that Alex Hood, our chief product officer, sent to his team. We saw it and we were like, wow, these eight rules for co-creation, that's not just valuable to Asanas and, and how we're working together. That could be valuable to anybody. And so it's all about transforming and seeing the way our employees interact with one another. And what is the big picture impact of that? And can it be helpful to leaders of organizations of all sizes? That was Asana, head of editorial, Emily Ann Epstein. And in this episode, Emily and I sat down to talk about Asana's new future work publication, The Work Back. They're doing some really interesting stories and coverage there as they're focused on the new world of work and leadership broadly, but absolutely having some crossover with our work in the HR and people space. So we'll be right back with that conversation right now. Amplify connects, develops, and empowers the next generation of transformative people leaders through HR Executive Search and the Amplify Academy Learning and Leadership Development Platform. Our Executive Search practice brings a modern approach to Executive Search by transparent pricing, unique access to emerging and established leaders, and onboarding advisory. Our Amplify Academy is changing how HR practitioners and leaders develop their careers through peer communities, the AI Learning Lab, and leadership development cohorts. Together, these platforms support our mission of building a better world of work by elevating the field of HR. You can learn more at AmplifyTalent.com. Now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Redefining Work podcast. I am your host, Lars Schmidt. And today I'm joined by Emily Ann Epstein. She is the head of editorial at Asana, and she is working on a project that you should know about called The Work Back. And it is a future of work uh, publication that Asana launched uh, earlier this year. And it's fantastic. I think uh, when I first saw it, when it first came out, uh, it just, you know, visually it stood out. Content-wise, it stood out. I think we need more publications kind of covering the now and next of work. I don't really say future of work anymore because that was yesterday. Um, but these future trends, I think it's never been more important that we have uh, great content and resources that can guide our thinking and our imagination as we think about this, uh, this new world of work that we're building. So, Emily, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love to have you open with an introduction for the audience. Yeah, um, so I'm Emily. Uh, I'm the head of editorial at Asana. And, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker and I have entered the world of marketing and tech after 16 years in journalism, where I did every gig from photojournalism to executive editing to creating podcasts or TV shows. And I'm so lucky that I was able to take all of that experience in publishing and in digital media and bring it to life with the mission of Asana. And so, as you said, you know, the future of work is now, right? We're, we're no longer waiting for it to happen. And I think it's an incredible opportunity. And what we do at the work back is, you know, we're thinking about the future of work, but we're also thinking about the future of leadership. 
what are the tools and the strategies that people who are bringing this new era of, of the office of hybrid work, what do they need to know? What do they need to think about? And the way it connects to Asana is Asana is all about changing and organizing the way you work. But the way we design our product and our platform is we think about work differently. And so if the product is all about how we work, the work back is all about how we think about work. I like that. You know, as somebody I've spent my entire career, so over 25 years in the HR space, so I've been, you know, nerding out on the evolution of the field for a while, but particularly the last couple of years, you obviously coming more from, you know, traditional journalism and media, although a range of different, uh, you know, modalities and types of media. What was it about knowing that you'd be working kind of more on work, workplace leadership, um, you know, HR to an extent content in this role? What drew you to this role and kind of pulled you away from traditional media and journalism? Yeah. Uh, so when you're a journalist, it's a really mission driven profession. You have to believe in it. You have to, you have to know that your purpose is to connect different communities, to create empathy across those communities and to find stories that surprise, delight and educate people. And it's one of those topics. I was lucky enough again to work in general news. So every day was different. I got the opportunity to lead teams into new frontiers and after 16 years, uh, I, I kind of accomplished all of my goals. I, I got to reach editor-in-chief status. I was able to grow enormous teams, have a ton of business impact. And I really, I felt like it was complete, but I'm so purpose-driven when Asana approached me and I learned more about their mission, about how they work. You know, it, it really combined my own leadership and mentorship style because when you're an editor-in-chief, you're not really doing the journalism. You're leading and inspiring these teams and you're growing them and you're, you're teaching them how to tell stories. And this represented this opportunity at Asana, an opportunity for me to dig into all of my experience being a mentor and being a leader, as well as my publishing background for a new mission. But it was still all about, you know, helping teams, which is how journalism functions. You know, it's interesting. I, uh, I've never worked in journalism. I've, I've been in media. I spent three years at NPR kind of leading them through their transformation from radio and broadcast to digital. So I have, you know, so much respect for the craft of journalism and for the people who practice that craft, because as you talk about the mission, the mission aspect of, you know, connecting people with stories, bringing more empathy and awareness and, and illuminating world events to people who might not have access to what is going on and access to the truth uh, is, is noble work. You know, creating a more informed citizenry is noble work. And I'm curious, like when you look back at your 16 years in journalism before Asana, does one, does one story, does one project, and I know it's probably not fair to ask that because I'm sure you worked on a lot of things over that, but like looking back, does, does one event or one story stand out to you um, that, you know, you still find yourself thinking a lot about today? Yeah, um, I did a lot of reporting on the impact of 9-11 first responders and their, their health issues that were a result um, of 9-11. 
And before the Zadroga Act was passed, we did stories every other day about what it was like to be a 9-11 first responder. What was the impact on their daily lives, on their families? What did it mean um, to lose somebody? And, and how were we responding and supporting those those survivors of, of this massive um, issue? And it was just remarkable and exhilarating to see it pass, to see things change and to be connected to that community. And, and really, in a lot of ways, I was working for them. I believed yeah. in them and their cause. And it's, you know, I did photo essays on it. I did interviews. Uh, and, you know, I, I fully believe that I helped people understand how important it was and, you know, the impact was real, along with so many other journalists that were also reporting on this. Uh, I like to think that, you know, the work that I did added added to that and helped create that change. Yeah. I mean, look, that was such a, a massive piece of legislation to go through that I think the stories that were told uh, really moved along. I mean, it, it should have been passed much sooner, but the fact that it did get there, I think, is, is a big testament to the, the, the personalization and the humanizing of the stories and the impact of, uh, of the people who, you know, were affected uh, by that day. And there are so many of them. So um, I want to get back into Asana. So like you, obviously you're, you're in a, uh, a working for Asana. Asana is a workplace productivity tool. Uh, it is, you know, you're covering new world of work uh, practices. There's obviously an HR lens to that, though not exclusively HR. What was your perspective on HR, like you were a consumer of HR, right? In your, in your past roles uh, as editor in chief and just across uh, the spectrum of journalism roles you had, you know, you were a, a, a customer, if you will, of HR. Now you're kind of covering the field in some ways from a different perspective. Did anything surprise you in that transition, right? That, and then maybe that, now that you're kind of looking at the work that is done in this space from different angles. I think, um, I have always been very tight with the HR teams at every company I've ever worked at because, I mean, number one, they know so much about leadership and coaching and how to attract the right talent, which is key to the success of any publication, any workplace. And the thing that more I dig into it and, and the thing that surprises me, and it's something I learned from our own HR team, is the new ability to look at data as it comes to HR, what are we doing with pulse surveys? How do we act on that? Um, you know, what is, what is the engagement of different teams? How do we move things? How do we motivate people? What is psychological safety? What are, what is, um, you know, different types of leadership? It's, it's really a very robust field that is just driving things forward every day. And, and I think taking a much more prominent place in the way businesses are organized, because there is this essential focus on, are your people happy? Because if they're happy, they're going to be more productive. And you just can't ignore that anymore. And HR professionals are the architects of that happiness for employees. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think we've, um, as a field, we've been through so much over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, it, it's tough, like that, that notion of, uh, HR teams being the architects of happiness. Like I honestly, I struggle with that because I think that there are aspects of what we do and, and how our work creates environments where employees can, can hopefully thrive. But, um, you know, I always pause a bit when I kind of hear that happiness term, because I think there's no function that can really be, 
um, responsible for an individual's happiness because a that's so subjective and and b uh, I think I think it's an expectation that with all the expectations that we have could be could be so hard to meet sometimes. But I, I definitely hear your point because I think that uh, creating an environment where employees can do their best work in theory, like that, that, you know, uh, should many times lead to happiness or at least, you know, contentness and, and hopefully not discontentness, uh, with the workspace and the work environment. But yeah, it's always interesting when you kind of find the connection to, um, happiness specifically and like how, how directly you tie that to the, the remit of an HR function, um, versus you know all, so many other factors that are that are beyond our control. Um, I want to get into the work back for a moment because I'm I'm a sucker sure. for origin stories, and <laughs> I'd love to like where did the idea where did the idea for the work back come from, and where did the name the work back come from? So the work back was actually it it was conceived even before I joined Asana. Um, it was part of Dustin and Jr. our founders' vision again, to not only help people work differently, but to think about the different philosophies and concepts that can bring all organizations forward and how can they make an impact on, again, the way, the way we think about work. Fundamentally, once you start working with Asana, your perspective changes on what is the workplace? Is it a physical place? Is it an idea? Is it, is it a platform? Um, what are colleagues like? There's so many exciting innovations that come from working in Asana. The work back is just bringing those conversations that we have internally at Asana that informs our product and making them visible to the outside world. For example, we just published a memo that Alex Hood, our chief product officer, sent to his team. We saw it and we were like, wow, these eight roles for co-creation, that's not just valuable to Asanas and, and how we're working together. That could be valuable to anybody. And so it's all about transforming and seeing the way our employees interact with one another. And what is the big picture impact of that? And can it be helpful to leaders of organizations of all sizes? And when it comes to the name, uh, it came from, again, the way we work at Asana. It's all about setting a goal, creating that concept, creating that vision, and then working back from there. What are the things that we have to do and put together in order to get to that place? And so the work back is that in between where how do you get from idea to execution? You have to build a work back plan. And so that's that's where the name came from. It's all inspired by you know, the environment and the world of Asana. Well, so how do you, so for, for viewers and listeners, maybe who aren't familiar with the work back yet, obviously you're here, so you will be at the end of this episode. Um, how do you describe it? Like when you're bumping into friends, maybe from your journalism past and they want to know what you're building, what you're working on, how, how do you describe the work back? So we, we call it a, uh, publication devoted to the future of leadership, uh, where we cover bold and fresh insights on the topic of leadership through original reporting, essays, opinions, interviews, and sort of bringing to life the perspectives and the kaleidoscope of different ideas that are informing this moment and will inform the future. And so do you have an editorial team? Like what is the, mm -hmm. uh, beyond you, what, what is the, the structure of kind of the editorial team that's, that's uh, supporting this? Yeah, so we have a lead editor. His name is Nick Lucchese. 
And we, we luckily got to steal him from Inverse, which is a technology publication. So that's sort of why we were so perfectly poised to bridge thought leadership and technology thanks to his incredible talent. And then we work with both internal uh, writers. So anybody at Asana can pitch us a story and participate in these ideas. We work with our partners, our uh, ambassadors, Asana ambassadors, and we work with outside journalists, people that have Emmy Awards and Pulitzer Prizes. They put together the reporting and the storytelling alongside us. And so it's, it's really Nick uh, being at the center of all of these different satellites of, of people that are contributing to it. We, we call it brand journalism. So it's that combination of all of the best practices of journalism, commitment to transparency, authenticity, research, curiosity, and we combine it with brand storytelling. So that way, the voices of our employees and of our customers can be seen alongside business leaders in all industries, because it's not about ask, you know, asking for a seat at the table. We're creating the table and putting all of these ideas in one place. HR leaders today are under immense pressure to deliver results for the business, navigate new social and business climates, and build adaptable people programs built for these dynamic times. We're often asked to do more with less. The new world of work requires new ways to learn and develop our capabilities as HR and people practitioners. The Amplify Academy was built from the ground up to help people leaders efficiently and effectively connect with diverse learning needs for today and tomorrow. The Amplify Academy provides you with highly curated resources, exclusive content, courses, and a community designed to help people leaders effectively support your organization and each other. There are two components to the Amplify Academy, the Amplify Academy Learning Lab and Community and the Amplify Academy Leadership Development Cohorts. The Learning Lab and Community includes an AI learning platform that includes a range of courses, resources, templates, presentations, reports, and more to support the learning needs of today's HR and people practitioners. The Learning Lab subscriptions also include access to the Amplify Academy Slack community, a purpose-designed community to help you build your network equity and connect, collaborate, and grow your network with peers around the world. The Amplify Academy cohorts are four-week immersive peer learning programs designed to help you build the leadership skills and network you need to lead successful teams in the new world of work. Cohort students learn from world-class guest instructors with past instructors including Katie Burke, Katarina Berg, Lynn Oldham, Pat Waters, Claude Silver, Nellie Peshkoff, and so many more. Want to supercharge your people team? Be sure to check out the Academy for Teams product. It's designed to give your people teams access to all 450 plus resources in the learning lab and build their network equity in the Slack community, as well as their leadership ability in the Amplify Academy cohorts. You can learn more about all of this at amplifytalent.com slash academy. Now back to the show. Well, let's talk about like the, the content calendar and editorial direction, because I think that there is, I can see you mentioned kind of a, a kaleidoscope of stories, um, and I can see that reviewing the different types of, of stories and, and content where, you know, are there, are there particular, you know, angles isn't the right word, but are, are there particular storylines or threads that 
maybe you're not seeing covered in more of the other, you know, leadership type publications. Maybe it's, you know, HBR, or MIT Sloan or Fast Company or whatever it may be that you want to lean into with the work back because you feel that it is a, an underreported um, topic that's impacting leadership. Yeah, we, we love HBR. We love Fast Company. Um, and the idea was basically there's sort of two like ends of the spectrum. There's the type of publication that publishes biz pop, right? Like business pop culture, trends, hot takes, uh, sort of like flash in the pan virality that is it's, can be really sensational, but also has incredible longevity. And then on the other side, there's the, the HBRs, the MIT, that take a very MBA-style approach to it. Their vocabulary, the concepts, they sort of require uh, a deep knowledge of the world of business in order to access the insights. And so we're aiming to be right in the middle, something that is just as useful as HBR, just as insightful, but just as delightful to read as those biz pop publications. And so we saw this as a, you know, an, a strategy that ha nobody's been doing and nobody's really doing well. And we want to contribute and, and we want to help bring bridge that gap to make these ideas more accessible and yeah, just sort of fill that gap. I mean, I think one of the things that I, I'm interested as uh, the work back kind of evolves and grows, I mean, you, you obviously have a background in, you know, uh, multimedia journalism. So print, uh, data visualization, podcast, audio, video. What are your multimedia plans for the work back? Because I think that there's, given the scope uh, uh, that you have in the charter from a content and story standpoint, you know, the, the, the media, you know, brain in me is like, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity to do some really creative and compelling uh, data viz and multimedia work. Walk me through like your roadmap as much as you can. There may be some projects you can't share. So I'm not looking for you to break any NDAs, but if you could give an insight into like how you're thinking about different uh, mediums and formats of storytelling. Well, obviously I can't wait. I can't wait for us to get to that point. Um, I, you know, I think we really focused on the launch to make sure the design and the environment really showed the differentiation of the content and what we were trying to do. And so we worked really closely with our design team and they also oversee all of our illustrations, all of our visual storytelling in partnership. And so we're really focused on like, can we keep publishing? What is the cadence? Um, how much can we produce with our current resources and really carefully measuring our business impact? Because the purpose of the work back isn't just a celebration of Asana. We're really focused on helping the business. Can we reach these different business leaders and, you know, turn them from attention to action? Can, can we move them down the funnel through this brand journalism marketing tool? When it comes to multimedia, we know the power of that. I can totally see a future where we're organizing um, like talks, conferences, doing original videos, photo shoots, all of that is possible and it can happen. We just want to make sure we're doing what we're doing now really well before we start adding those bells and whistles. But my my eyes are, are way bigger than, than my stomach right now. And it's so inspiring that you saw it and you were like, this is going to have a longevity. Like, I think our readers are 
really excited to see what else we can do. And the potential is, is just so awesome. We, it's not just you that has reached out after seeing it. So many of our customers have reached out because they want to participate in this and they want storytelling like this. And so really the possibilities are, are endless, just truly endless. And, uh, I can't wait to get there. And a very important question, which I haven't asked yet. So I'd make sure I ask oh. now, where can the audience find the work back? It's theworkback.com. Uh, we've, we've got our own domain. We also just launched our newsletter. So people can subscribe directly from the Workback. So that way they can get the stories and the insights and the ideas um, directly via email. We also plan to publish exclusive interviews for our email subscribers. So there's going to be special additional materials um, in those newsletters, in addition to links and explorations of the stories that we publish on the website. Yeah. And is that, is the, the, the newsletter uh, and kind of publication, is that an internally built um, platform that is hosting that or are you using the third party tools? Uh, we're using Marketo. Okay. So it's, you know, industry standards, phenomenal tool. And we can connect it with um, theworkback.com, which is built on WordPress. So we're using all of the best tools available to publishers in addition to this tool called Asana, which is where we plan all of our content and work with writers and internal stakeholders. I mean, you've got to bring it back to Asana. You've, you've, it's got, really, to. you've got to. It's Asana powered, <laughs> you know? I've, I've worked in so many newsrooms, obviously, in my experience, and I just, I think back to the days where stories were organized on my desk with like highlighter, pencil, stars, underlining. And that was the only way for me to know the status of a story was if I wrote it down on a physical piece of paper. And I just don't have to do that anymore. My life is so much easier. We can actually focus on the content because we have all of the organization powered and automated. And one question, you mentioned um, kind of the range of contributors to the work back. Um, is there, a, a, do you, do you, you mentioned kind of freelance workers and, and freelance writers and, you know, independent uh, who write. Do you take guest pitches? Uh, and I know that there's some people, especially on the HR side, who uh, are viewers of the podcast who are also writers. And, and I think for me and all me, I'll kind of back into why I'm asking this question. What I like about the work back and I like about the theme of the content uh, and again, being focused on leadership in new world of work, but not necessarily specifically through an HR lens, though it does cross over. And I think that it's so important. It's never been more important for our field, specifically in HR, to get out of HR. And what I mean by that mm. is like really diversifying our data inputs and our content sources, because there's, we're not the only ones influencing and kind of writing the new rules of work. Uh, and so it's really important that we, that we learn, but also that we contribute where we can outside of, you know, the, the bubble of HR, if you will. Um, so yeah, so that's that, you know, that, that, that context would be helpful uh, in asking the question of, of, is there a mechanism um, for readers to uh, pitch stories? Yeah, we, we, on our contact us page, we actually have a pitch form where we talk about the different types of stories, like the themes that we're covering and anybody can pitch us an idea. And HR is one of the areas that we do cover. We reach out to and interview folks like Cassie Holmes, um, that are really pushing forward the idea of 
how do you create a workforce that is engaged and um, excited to work? So if you have a fresh idea, if you wrote a LinkedIn post that somehow went viral and you want to be able to adapt it to reach a broader audience, I think everyone should be able to contribute um, because there, there are more ideas that even I don't know about. Um, and, you know, any, anyone, everyone, please let us know your ideas and, and how you want to help, help the world not to be cheesy. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I will, I will throw a, uh, my own kind of a sauna plug in there, which is, uh, you know, your head of people on a vendor is, uh, you know, to me, I think one of the leaders in the space. And so having, uh, the way that she thinks about building a really business driven people function, uh, and everything that comes with that, I think is, is a great model for uh, audience. If, if you're not familiar with Anna, she's definitely somebody that you should be following. Um, because I think again, just that, that, that new mindset for people leaders where they're very focused on delivering business results and business value through the lens and context of people. Um, so Emily, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and giving us a look inside the work back. Hopefully, uh, you know, I definitely encourage if you are watching or listening, you should check this out, subscribe. Uh, these are updates that will be worth your time. And uh, we wrap up every episode with a lightning round to help the audience get to know you a little bit better. So you ready to jump in? Uh, slightly afraid, but absolutely ready. <laughs> uh, you know, I would <laughs> say don't be afraid. Maybe be a little bit afraid, but not, not too afraid. Uh, we kick things off with music. Uh, what was your first concert? Dave Matthews Band. DMB. Okay. Where? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was in Madison Square Garden. I oh. was, I was 16 and working as a paralegal at my uncle's law firm and someone came in and was like, I have two box seats to Dave Matthews band tonight. You look like you might like him. Would you like some tickets? And I was like, yes. And my like dad came down into the city and from the suburbs. Uh, and, and we went and I was just so blown away. I'd never heard live music before. Uh, so thank you, Dave Matthews. I mean, box seats at the garden for DMB is a pretty nice introduction to uh, live music. So Okay, hopefully that the bar wasn't raised so high to begin with. Well, but, it's uh, never happened yeah. again. It's never <laughs> happened again. Um, okay, next question is around uh, streaming. So what was your latest binge and or streaming show that uh, you really liked? Picard. I love Star Trek. I love seeing Patrick Stewart just like relive the golden days and, you know, have the most fun as a space cowboy. I can't, I can't get enough of it. I love all the new adaptations. I think they really honor, um, every like, you know, Voyager, and uh, the enterprise. I, I am a sci-fi nerd. So <laughs> Picard all the way. Very cool. And, uh, Emily, last question for you. What is bringing you joy lately? Spring. Absolutely spring. We've had an unpleasant winter that has been very strange and I'm just, I'm walking around and, and smelling flowers it is so, so nice to finally be outside again and just, you know, see, seeing flowers. It's super tacky, but, you know, it's making me really happy. And I'm, you know, that's where it is for me. Yeah, not tacky at all. I can, uh, <laughs> I, I can dig it. So, um, Emily, thank you so much for coming on, uh, sharing your work and your journey and good luck with the work back. I'm looking forward to see what you continue to build there. And, uh, again, the, uh, the, the data viz nerd in me is going to be 
super excited when you when you get to that stage of uh, of the growth and evolution of the platform and see what you can build. So thanks so much for sharing and uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you. I can't wait to see your pitch for when you write for the work back. <laughs> all right. You heard it here first. We've got some breaking news. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right, take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Redefining Work. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, and more, be sure to check out amplifytalent.com slash podcast. And if you dig this podcast, I strongly encourage you to share it with your CEO, leadership team, and friends to help others discover it. And if you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on Spotify or Apple or wherever your preferred podcast delivery vehicle is. We'll see you next episode.